really I don't. I pray, uh, I pray to the Lord to not let me in be intimidated by other people because you can never really preach like you need to preach as long as you're intimidated by other people. And I prayed about that, and the Lord helped me with that. Uh, but then it wasn't long after that the Lord said, Now, if you don't want to be intimidated, said you don't, you don't need to want people to be intimidated by you. Amen. Some people want people to be intimidated by them. Uh, but I don't want to intimidate nobody. I don't want to be intimidated. Uh, I just want to help, don't you? Uh, all right, let's open our Bibles, if you would. i got a strange message tonight. And uh, uh, I may be calling it a message a little early. It may not even be a message. Uh, but in Ezekiel tonight, uh, Ezekiel chapter 24 tonight, we're going to read four verses there in Ezekiel 24. And uh, I want to try to bring uh, at least some thoughts out of these verses tonight and uh, see what the Lord wants to do with it. Ezekiel 24 and verse 15. And the Bible said, Also the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thy eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. Forbear to cry, make no mourning for the dead. Bind the tire of thine head upon thee, and put on thy shoes upon thy feet. And cover not thy lips, and eat not the bread of men. So I spake unto the people in the morning, and at evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. Thank you. Be seated. Our Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for this service thus far. Uh, thank you, Lord. We love it when the Lord uh, gives us little extra things in a service that we wouldn't expect and are looking for. And uh, thank you, Brother Zach, being led our way. We pray you'll bless him all the rest of the way that he's got to go to get home. And Lord, we ask you tonight, uh, Lord, to bless these people that have come tonight. Uh, Lord, needing something from God or they wouldn't have come. And uh, Lord, I don't have much to set before them. I bring these four little verses here and put them in your hands and ask you to bless them that there'll be enough, Lord, to feed these that have come tonight. Lord, forgive me of my sins, faltering, failures, just flesh. And I'm thankful, Lord, that the Bible said that you, God, remembers that we are but flesh and that, Lord, you pity us as a father pitieth his children. You pity those that fear the Lord. Have your way in this service tonight. Thank you for what's already been done. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ezekiel is one of the great prophets. He stands with the likes of Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Daniel. Ezekiel is probably best remembered tonight by you for his vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. I think there's been a song that wrote about that uh, back through the years. Not only that, uh, but Ezekiel is the one that had that vision in chapter 1 and chapter of Ezekiel. And a lot of people have read it and wondered what in the world uh, it was talking about, a lot of people have commented on it in different ways. 
Ezekiel was a, he, he's strange. He has a strange ministry. Of which all the strange things about Ezekiel is primarily recorded in chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 12, and chapter 24, where we're at tonight. Uh, he is told in chapter 4 to, uh, to get a brick or a tile and to make an outline of Jerusalem. And then uh, he basically was to take that tile and really to play army with it. You see, in the day of Ezekiel, God spoke to people through the prophets in diver ways and different manners that God spoke. We read on about Ezekiel in the Bible. It tells, uh, it tells that uh, he was told to lay on his one side for a long time. And then he was told to turn on the other side and lay for a long time. He was told by God to make this strange concoction of food and put it together. And then were that not enough, he was told to take dried human dung as for the fuel of what he was to cook these cakes on. Strange. Strange. Uh, this, this man has been uh, analyzed by the likes of Freud and some others uh, of those of that uh, nature and that, that fame. And they said the man was crazy. The man was bipolar. There, uh, the man had mental issues. Uh, uh, is what their conclusion of Ezekiel was. But Ezekiel is God's prophet. And Ezekiel walks with God. And you'll find out that men that walk with God are somewhat strange. And the more they walk with God, the stranger they are. That's why there's not many strange people in the churches today because most people don't walk with God. But the strange thing that I want to look at tonight is what's recorded here in Ezekiel verses 15 through verse 18. And uh, Ezekiel's wife dies suddenly. And he's told not to lament her passing uh, because that it was to be a message to Israel. You see, all these prophets, they're... They done all these physical things, uh, and it was a sign uh, to Israel. And uh, his wife died suddenly, and he was told not to weep over her. He was told uh, uh, here to uh, keep it, uh, keep his shoes on his feet, and he was told uh, to tie, put tie around his head. Now, normally, when someone died, there was mourning. Uh, there was uh, dust and ashes upon the head. There uh, were sometimes the shaving of the head when people were mourning. But what God told him to do, uh, uh, this thing God told him to put on his head uh, uh, was really a sign of celebration. The man's wife just died. The Bible says that God told him not to weep and not to cry and it was to be a sign to Israel uh, of a judgment that was coming so great and so powerful that there would be no way to express the sorrow that one felt in their heart. Uh, that was the message to Israel. But we know that 
those things that were wrote in the fourth time, those things wrote in the Old Testament, the Bible said that they were wrote for you and me in the New Testament uh, uh, for our admonishment. God uh, has a message for you and God has a message for me tonight. Uh, and God's not saying to you, don't weep if your wife dies. God's not saying to you, don't celebrate if your wife dies. Uh, uh, but God has a message here uh, uh, in these verses tonight. Uh, I want to look at them tonight, if you will. And I want to say, first of all, that the death of Ezekiel's wife reminds me of a good thing. The Bible said in Proverbs 18, 22, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Uh, you see, the Bible is not saying here that it's a good thing that Ezekiel's wife died. Uh, that's not the meaning that I want to portray tonight. But the meaning is that the death of his wife, the fact that he had a wife, uh, uh, is a message about a good thing. Uh, uh, providing uh, uh, it's the right kind of wife. Uh, not like the, I think the caption that Brother Caleb sent me, I believe it was Brother Caleb, uh, that little old man standing out there, and uh, he looks pretty rough and worn and weather-beaten, uh, and he's standing out there, uh, and he said, My wife just ran off with my best friend. Uh, I need money to buy thank you cards. Uh, uh, not that kind of a wife. Amen. Uh, uh, but the Bible said, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Uh, uh, somebody, somebody told one of my uh, one of my granddaughters the other day, I think it was Brother David's wife, and she said, uh, uh, you don't have to worry about finding uh, uh, a husband. The Bible never says for you to find one, but it says for a husband to find you. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, the Bible's talking about a special kind of a wife. Yeah. Now the Bible's not saying whosoever just finds a wife finds a good thing. That's not what the Bible's saying. A lot of people have found a wife and it wasn't a good thing. But the Bible's talking about a specific kind of a wife. Uh, notice the cross reference here. The Bible said in Proverbs 18.22, Whosoever findeth a wife. Uh, now watch, watch Proverbs 31 and watch what the Bible said. Verse 10 who can find uh, a virtuous woman? Uh, he said, for her price uh, is far above rubies. Uh, and he takes that Proverbs 31 chapter and he talks about the kind of wife that God is saying that if a man found one like that, uh, uh, he would find a good thing and obtain a favor uh, uh, of the Lord. Uh, uh, now we won't read all down through these verses though we could. Uh, uh, but I would suggest tonight, if you're looking for a wife, uh, I would suggest that you read these verses uh, and you study them and you uh, uh, look for a woman like that. Uh, uh, you say, what kind of a woman would that be? Well, it'd be a woman that loves her husband. The Bible said in verse 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. Uh, in other words, uh, he knows that 
Uh, she has a love for him. Uh, he's not worried about her walking off or uh, running off uh, uh, because this woman has a love for him and it's a love that can be felt. A uh, uh, love that he knows. Amen. Uh, he says here, we won't read them, but in verse 13 through verse 20, he's basically saying that this wife is not lazy. Amen. The Bible tells of all that she does. Oh, she works all through the night. Uh, she seeks things. She rises up early in the morning. Uh, and the Bible said that this woman is not a lazy woman. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible says not only that, but the Bible says uh, uh, that this, this woman, uh, uh, that in verses 23 through verse 26, uh, her family has a certain look about them. Uh, the Bible said her husband is known uh, in the street. Uh, in other words, uh, he's not wearing old dirty clothes, uh, old wrinkled up shirts, uh, old tattered and torn uh, pants. Uh, uh, no, sir, uh, uh, she's taking good care of him, amen. Uh, uh, did you know uh, uh, how your husband looks as a reflection upon you, lady, tonight? Uh, I, I want to tell you, I'm not out to get you ladies tonight. Uh, I just want to preach the Bible. Uh, but the Bible said this. Uh, the Bible said that she has a love for her husband. She's not lazy. She's not a couch potato. Amen. Uh, uh, no, sir. Uh, uh, she's not that kind of a woman. Uh, I want you to know that the Bible said that uh, her husband looks well to the ways of her household. I've heard people say that about uh, about women's kids and and about their husbands and say, boy, they they look nice, don't they? They look they look sharp. They look they look like they're well taken care of. Amen. I can feel this message taking a dip. She's not only known by her love, she's not lazy, she, her family looks well, but she's known by her lip. Yeah, look at verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. The Bible said in these last days there'd be a lot of silly women, like Nancy Pelosi. Amen. No wonder her husband drinks. The Bible said in these last days perilous times will come and man will be lovers of their own self. Uh, proud, bolster, disobedient to parents, unfaithful, unholy without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And the Bible talks about them silly women going from door to door. Amen. But this lady, she's known by her kindness. The law of kindness is in her tongue. Amen. She's not a, a nagger, a complainer, a griper. Law of kindness is in her tongue, the Bible says. 
Whosoever findeth that kind of a woman findeth a good thing, the Bible says. And lastly, she's known by her last end. You say, what do you mean? Verse 27, 28, She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness, and her children rise up, and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praiseth her. Boy, I've been to them funerals like that. Amen. I've been to them funerals where all the grandkids are talking about grandma and she taught me how to do this. She taught me how to do that. And the daughter-in-laws are saying, she taught me how to cook. She taught me how to do this. And all the words are good. Amen. And even her husband stands there with the tears running down his face. And he says of her, and he praises her. Amen. I'm talking about who Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. I'm feeling a long message coming on. I'm trying to cut it out. I remember Brother Eddie Wade sitting right there. And Brother Eddie, he got up and he, I don't know if things hadn't been well at the house. and He didn't have a lot of good things to say. But when he got done with what he had to say, I said, Eddie, the Bible said, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing, obtaineth favor of the Lord. And Brother Eddie come come back and preach on that. And if he said it once during that message, he said it 200 times, she'll do you good. That's in the Scripture. Uh, that's in Proverbs. The Bible says she will do him good. And in that message that lasted about an hour, he said that about 50 times. But he come back in on that Wednesday night, and things hadn't went well. And he stood up, and he, he, he didn't have a lot of good things to say, and I let him finish what he was saying when he got done. I said, Eddie, she'll do you good. I went off to Indiana to preach revival and uh, this years ago, I went up there to preach revival, no laptop or anything, but the computer, you know, it, 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 they had one down there you could use, and I went down there using their computer, and this is the truth if I ever told it. I'm picking around on that thing, and to this day, I don't know how it happened, I, but all at once it popped up on the screen, Brother Eddie Wade, it'll she'll do you good, amen. I, I, but I want you to know, listen, I'm talking tonight, I'm talking tonight about the right kind of a woman tonight. The Bible said she'll do him good, verse 12, Proverbs 31. She'll make him look good, Proverbs 31, 23. And she'll make him feel good. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her. The Bible says it's true whosoever findeth that kind of a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Now, you go down through verse 11 all the way to verse 31, and, uh, and you might find people that will feel a lot of that, but you'll, have, you'll be pressed to measure to find somebody that can fulfill all of them. In Ephesians, the Bible says, I want to show you something tonight. The Bible says, I'm talking about 
Whosoever findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, obtaineth favor of the Lord. And the Bible said, wives, talking about the right kind of wife, wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord. And every time I've ever preached that, I've always had somebody to say, verse 25, husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church. Now, will you notice that not only here in Ephesians, but over in Colossians, verse 18, chapter 3, wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wife and be not bitter against them. Don't be bitter against them. If you've been married very long, you've, you've had to pray over that. But what I want you to see is every time it always says husbands love your wife even as Christ loved the church. But notice that always comes after. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband. He'll be able to love you a lot more like Christ loved the church if you're in submission to Him. And she'll be able to submit a lot better if you love her like Christ loved the church, they, they go hand in hand. Amen. They go hand in hand. So Ezekiel's wife died. And the Lord said, don't cry. The death of Ezekiel's wife reminds me of a good thing. I think he had that kind of wife. The Bible don't say much about her. She's the prophet's wife. Most of y'all didn't even know he had a wife. But he had one. He was allowed one. One of this popish stuff. Wasn't none of that stuff. He was allowed one. Why, Peter had one. He even had a mother-in-law. Be hard to have one without one. Looked like his mother-in-law looked like she lived with him. He must have loved her. He took Jesus over there to pray for her. She got healed and she got up and started serving them. Peter had a wife. Paul, don't seem like Paul had one. Some say he did. Some say she died. I don't know if he had one or not. He seems to know an awful lot about marriage not to never been there. 1 Corinthians 7, all them. And somebody said you couldn't be on the Sanhedrin if you had a wife. I don't know about all that. Maybe his wife died, but, but he writes a lot about the wife, amen. I'm saying tonight, listen, I'm talking tonight of Paul that said, I've got power to take a wife if I want one. He said, I've got power to take an offer and take a wife. I've got power to do all that. But he said he didn't do it for the gospel's sake, but he could have. So it was all right for Ezekiel to have a wife. She's in the background. You didn't know much about her. You probably, as I said, most of you didn't even know she had one. He had one. But he did. You say, why? She's back there in the background. This thing's got reversed in our kind of a day. You got Joyce Myers out on the platform preaching and her husband running the program and the computer in the back. That thing's backwards today. Amen? You see, 
God, most, most preachers' wives, that's the way they want it. They want to stay in the background. The Bible said she made her husband known. She wanted him to know who her husband was. Good thing. Ezekiel's wife died, but it tells me of a good thing because he had a wife. He had a wife. The Bible said it ain't good to be alone. God made Adam and God seen everything else had a made or somebody to be with him. God said it ain't good for man to be alone. And so God made Eve. God made Eve out of Adam's rib. Somebody said one time Adam was gone for a long time. And when he come back, Eve said, where you been? He said, I've just been out there walking in the garden. She said, you ain't got another woman, have you? He said, there ain't another woman. She said, come here, let me fill your rib. Calvin Ray Evans related this great truth to me. It's a blessing to me. The Bible is true. And he said one of his people was having surgery in Louisville at the Jewish hospital early in the morning. And I've been there. And he said, we were all there in that room. We were all there sitting. And the doctor come in, explained to the family what the procedure was going to be, what they were going to do, and how that they were going to remove a rib. They were going to go in there and get out what they needed to get out. And all the family asked questions. When he got done, the doctor said, does anybody else have a question? And Cal Ray said, he raised his hand. He said, Doc, i got a question for you. He said, that rib you take out. He said, what do you do? How do you fix that? What do you do? And the doctor said, it's a medical mystery. He said, what do you mean? He said, that rib bone is the only bone in the body that will grow itself back. The Bible is true. Amen. The death of Ezekiel's wife reminds me of a good thing. The Bible said, look at it, verse 16. Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. He's talking about his wife. The desires of thine eyes. And he said, yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall the tears run down for bear. In other words, don't cry. Make no mourning for the dead. Bind the tire of thy head upon thee. Put on thy shoes upon thy feet and cover not thy lips and eat not the bread of man. Uh, uh, you see, he said that in, he said in the morning uh, uh, his wife was alive, but in the evening uh, uh, he said his wife wasn't there. God said, I'm going to take away the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. This reminds us tonight that our earthly relationships are only for a moment. They're temporal. She was with him in the morning, verse 16, but she was not with him in the evening, verse 18. And he said, at evening my wife died. We forget that. We forget that our relationships are temporal. Somehow or another, we, we get to thinking that others die, but we're going to always be around. The Bible says nothing to that effect. 
The Bible said man's like the grass that flourishes in the morning but withers in the evening. The Bible says, Brother Lance, Job said man uh, cometh forth as a flower but he continues not as a shadow. He said our life is swifter than a weaver's shuttle. He said our life is like a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanishes away. See, Ezekiel, he wasn't expecting his wife to die that quick. But I want you to notice something. The Bible said that it was a sovereign thing. A sovereign God thing. Look at it in your Bible in verse 16. He said, Ah, that's the Lord. Ah, will take her away. God took her away. Job said in Job 1, 21, Job said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, it's, it's not ours. Nothing we have is ours. I always like that old song, Remind me, dear Lord. Remind me, dear Lord. A sovereign God can reach in at any time and take them away. That's what he did to Ezekiel. See, why did he do that? It, for God's purpose. We're all here for God's purpose. I can never explain certain deaths of people that have died. I don't even try to explain them. I just have to believe and realize it's all in the purpose of God. He's got some greater purpose in mind. Then I see how sudden it was. The Bible said, the Lord said, I. He said, I take her away with a stroke. Stroke's a fast thing. We all have family and friends and loved ones that's had strokes. Some recover. Some don't. Some die. But it's a sudden thing. Greg works in the medical field. Cheryl has worked in the medical field. And people that work in the medical field... I don't work in a medical field, but I've spent my life in hospitals and nursing homes, and I know how quickly death can come. I, I always tell this story because it's true, but Kay Sewell used to work at the bank right over here, a farmer's, I think it was, and, and I'd always go through that drive through by the police station, and I'd always go through there behind the police station and Kay would work the window. And I pulled up, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. And I said, Kay, how's your family? She said, oh, well, how's yours? I said, they're good. And I drove from behind the police station to 1721 Roseville Road. And the phone had already rung, and her son had dropped dead suddenly by the locker at the high school with no apparent reason. And I never have forgot that, how, how suddenly. And don't never get it in your head that that can't come into your home or my home. And it should, it should make our loved ones more precious to us when we realize that they may not be here tomorrow. You may not be able to say I'm sorry. You may not be able to say I love you. You may not be able to say good night or good morning. We have no promise of that. Uh, amen. I 
think about how shocking it was for him. Uh, the Lord said, I'm going to take her away with a stroke, but the Lord didn't say, I'm going to do it today. He said, I take away from thee the desire of thine eye with a stroke. Maybe he's thinking, maybe 20 years down the road, maybe, maybe sometime later, it was shocking when he said, in the evening, my wife died. Shocking thing. We all say it's good to die quick, die in your sleep, massive heart attack. It's good to die, it's quick, it's over with. No nursing home, no, uh, no ICU unit, no, uh, no, no holes and shots and oxygen and life support. And we all say it's good. But I always remember what my aunt said that died with cancer and she'd been to Bowling Green to get her treatment. Aunt Jones, she'd come by the house that evening and knocked on the door and I went and let her in. She had a little little thing on her head like the ladies wear when they've lost all their hair. And she come in there and sat down on my couch. And she said something that startled me. Uh, she said, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I didn't die suddenly. I'm thankful I didn't die quick. And I said, why? And she said, because I've got time to talk to my kids and I've got time to talk to my lost husband. And I've got some time to invest in my family. Well, I'd never thought about it up to that point. You ever pray about how you die? I don't mean a heart attack. I don't mean a stroke, car wreck. But you ever pray about how you how you die? I not only want to live right, I want to die right. I not only want to be a witness while I'm living, I want to be a witness while I'm dying. I think it was R.G. Lee had all them preacher boys and, and he called them and he was in the hospital and he called them. He said, boys, get over here quick as you can. They said, why, Daddy? He said, I'm dying and I want you all to see how a Christian dies. Amen. He sung songs until God took him away. Shocking. Of course, I've never been through it. Many of you hadn't. I can't imagine the shock when a loved one dies, especially suddenly. I know that Ezekiel no doubt loved his wife and no doubt he messed her. Isn't it, isn't it something how death will magnify things you never did see before? The morning after the funeral, and you notice her coffee cup. You never noticed it before. You notice the, the place where she sat, the clothes that she wore, the things that she said. Shocking. Shocking. It's like over in 1 Samuel 20, verse 18, when David didn't show up, and Jonathan said, Thy seat will be empty, and thou shalt be missed. I don't know why God made us the way He did, but we're just that way. We never know what we've got until it's gone. We never know what we've got until it's gone. I'm talking about the death of Ezekiel's wife. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 and 12 said, Two's better than one! You don't realize the, the help you get. 
You don't think nothing about it. Uh, little things you do together. You might think you don't do nothing together until one's gone. And then you realize how much you did together was a shocking thing. And it made Ezekiel realize how temporal everything is. Your children are temporal. Your husband's temporal. Your wife's temporal. Your preacher's temporal. People always say it this way. They always say, Brother Rick, if anything ever happens to you, I don't know what the church will do. I said it ain't an if, it's a when. And the church will do just fine. It'll probably do better. You say, why? Because God, He's, he's already got all that took care of. And His plan. Alright, let me say this. Maybe it won't be too long tonight. It's, a little, it's five after seven. Be nice if we could be done by ten after seven. I didn't say it was going to be. I just said it'd be nice. Thirdly, the death of Ezekiel's wife reminds me of an eternal thing. God told him, He said, when your wife dies, He said, and at evening my wife died, and I did in the morning as I was commanded him to do. He didn't cry. He didn't put ashes on his head. He done what God told him to do. How could he do that? Because of an eternal God. We think, how are we going to make it? You'll make it. Might not be as good. Maybe a lot of pain. Maybe a lot of crying nights all alone by yourself. But with God's grace, you'll make it. You see, as a child of God, you don't have much strength. You're pretty weak on your own. But that's a good thing. Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong. See, Isaiah 26 and verse 3, the Bible said, I will keep them at perfect peace. Its mind is stayed upon thee. But people missed the last part of that verse. He said, he said I, will, I will trust in the Lord for His strength is everlasting. Mine runs out. Quick. But I have a divine, eternal strength in me since I'm saved. The Bible says it this way. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. You may not feel them tonight, friend, but I promise you they're there if you're saved. When you think, you look back at times in your life, you think, I don't know how I made it. Because them eternal arms is carrying you. That's how you and I make it through times like that. There is a, I call it an eternal connection, if you will. Ezekiel and his wife, they had uh, an eternal connection. People's married for a long time. Sometimes I think they get to looking like each other. So look at, look at your wife's mother before you marry her. And you, you, go, you go in the Look in the mirror and you look at you look at yourself. Say, do I want to marry somebody that's going to look as ugly as I do? 
I've seen people look like they're dogs. Have you ever seen that? I mean, of course, they didn't say anything, but I've seen people with a dog, and they look just like the dog. Ezekiel, and if you've been with your mate or spouse a long time, the other night, I said, what do you want to eat? I'm going to go get something. What do you want to eat? Whatever you want. What was it? I said, uh, what about a taco salad? She said, that's just what I was thinking. Y'all do that? There's, a, there's a, some kind of an eternal connection or strain. I'll illustrate this by something that happened that I never, I'll never forget. Oh, Brother Tom Tuggles, my dear friend, and I loved him. I don't know why he loved me so much, but he did. But he'd have me in every year, sometimes twice a year, to preach for him. And Tom's, uh, Tom's wife, Miss Ruby, she was been in a nursing home the whole time I knew him. She was in a nursing home. And if you went to Brother Tom's house, first thing he was doing is taking a trip to the nursing home to see Miss Ruby. Now, she had an Alzheimer's. She didn't know him half the time and certainly didn't know me. But he'd go see her every day, sometimes two and three times a day there at the nursing home. And if he went away in revival, the first thing he did when he got back into town was not drive to the house and unload, but to go to the nursing home and see Miss Ruby. And old Brother Tom, he always prayed that he'd die in the pulpit, and he did. God answered that prayer. And on the day he died, they went over and uh, talked to Miss Ruby, seeing if she was all right and everything. And they went over there, and they, did, they wasn't going to tell her that he had died. I helped in his funeral, and the only thing I regretted was they didn't bring Miss Ruby to his funeral, but, you know, they thought it was the best. It was their business, not mine. But they went over that after Sunday afternoon. He died in the pulpit on Sunday morning. And they went over there that Sunday afternoon, and the, the boys went in. They, they went in and seen Miss Ruby, and they said, How you doing, Mama? She said, I don't feel good. He said, what's wrong, Mama? Sick your stomach? No. Are you hurting somewhere? No. I just don't feel good. Well, what is it, Mama? And she said, I feel like something in me died today. <laughs> she may not have known his name, and she might not have known what had happened, but there was such a close connection there. She felt like part of her was gone. Ezekiel no doubt had that when his wife died. But thank God, and I'm done with this. Thank God there's eternal salvation. Amen. Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life and they will never perish. Jesus said at the tomb of Lazarus in, the, in John eleven twenty six, He said, Whosoever liveth and believeth in Me shall never die. Amen. Thank God there's a place called heaven. 
Ezekiel knew that he'd see his wife again someday over yonder on the other shore. And God would tell him the why of all of it. He just had to keep going on doing what God told him to do. Now I told you it's a strange, strange message tonight. The Lord put on my heart early in the week. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to play God. And try to figure out what God's trying to get you to see tonight out of all this. But I just want you to know tonight that our relationships are temporal. Maybe that'll help us do a little better. Maybe that'll help us act a little better, talk a little better. Treat each other a little better. Because what you go to bed with tonight may not be getting up with you in the morning. That's a reality. Father, I could go on and on, Lord. I feel the Spirit 